everyone in southeast louisiana it is play by play coming to you live here on this wednesday it is a hump day hope everybody is enjoying their what is brutally hot hump day i ain't gonna lie it is hot as heck outside we're gonna start off today's show a little bit different we usually kind of do an intro segment but today we're going right into it we're going to the phone lines we have uh dave mccormick with south terrebonne high school he is the new co-athletic director at south terrebonne coach mccormick good morning man how are you Good morning. How y'all doing? I'm uh, I'm out here sweating. Uh, we just had a seven on seven uh, practice with a uh, Patterson today, so uh, we were out here bright and early, getting used to this beautiful little South Louisiana heat. How did it go? You know, you guys get some work with the Lumberjacks. I know they're going to be athletic and have some guys that can make some plays. How'd the work go for the Gators? Well, they're athletic and they got some guys that can make some plays. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's the reason why we do these is, is to fix the uh, fix the problems now before we hit into the season. You know, uh, the coach at Patterson's doing a great job over here, and uh, we came off a little flat today for seven on seven. But you know, it gives us something to improve on. You know, we had our bright spots, and, and that's what we got to build on. We just got to get more consistent. So tell me about, you know, that transition because it's a new football coach and he's kind of putting in a new style. And then there's also a lot of new personnel. I mean, you guys are breaking in a new quarterback and, you know, new guys across the depth chart. What's that process been like throughout the spring and the summer over in Berg? I tell you what, it's, it's been a good it's been a good process. I mean, the kids are buying in. Uh, turnouts uh, tremendous for us. We got about seventy on the team, and we're we normally every day we're in the sixties. You know, so, you know some parents got their vacations planned and everything, so we miss some kids like that. But we're having good turnout. The kids are buying into the new program. The coach Babbin's bringing in. He's bringing in some new faces with some great new ideas. You know, we're looking forward to this new era in uh, South Carolina football. Very good. So congratulations are in order to you, man. You were recently named the co-athletic director out at South Terrebonne. First off, kudos. And then second, how's that going to add or change your responsibilities, man? You're going to have a little bit more on your plate. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. My my plate's going to be real full. Uh, it's going to be real full coaching three sports and athletic director and program director for the EMS program over here. Uh, so I'm going to be busy, but, you know, that's the way I like it. I, I like to stay busy. If I sit around longer than two minutes, I feel like I'm wasting time. So I got to be doing something, you know, and I'm looking forward to help uh, not only the new era in football, but the new era in athletics. We got a lot of new faces, you know, not only with the football program, but some of the other coaching positions, you know, so I'm looking forward to help uh, bring it back. Uh, that fire that we've had at South Terrebonne for so long, I'm looking to bring it, help bring that back here to the community again. I'm over here laughing because Coach McCormick, you ran for Paris president, and, and you know that didn't go the way that you wanted it to. But then you found the only other way to be more busy than being Paris president by taking on all these different roles, man. Like you don't stop, do you? <laughs> oh no, I, I, it's uh, I guess just the way I was, you know. I just you just got to keep working. I got to keep working. Got to keep helping. Me. Everything's geared toward making the community better. When you love the community, every, every, everything I do is geared towards making the community better in one way or another. So any chance I can, I'm going to do it. Yeah, very good. So give us an update in terms of, like, facility-wise. I know that you guys have been getting a little bit of work on out in the swamp on the field out there. 
Is that going to be playable in September, or is that just kind of a practice thing for now, or does it look like, no, hey, we, you know, just before be, goal? That, that will be playable for the season. We'll be able to be playing on it for the season. You know, uh, they got a few things left. they got to come and fix up, but it's going to be good to go. Man, that's awesome. And I know, look, man, it, it's one thing to, you know, be playing over at Terrebonne or whatever, but it's there, there's no – like the, the old cliche is true. There truly is no place like home. I'm sure the kids exactly. are loving being back at the Swamp. Oh, they are. They are. We're, we're in our locker room. We have no lockers in it right now. The kids are just putting the stuff on their floor. You know, we're waiting for those to come in. Coach Bavin ordered those. and uh, But right now we're just glad to be back in at home. Bad to be glad to be packed, uh, practicing back at the swamp. So two different athletic directors would be you sharing the row with Coach Archie uh, Adams out there. What what's that look like? You know, was a lot of schools have just the one. How are you guys going to delegate the roles there? Well, we we did that at Ellender when I was at Ellender. Me and uh, Gus Brown was that co-athletic directors. You know, and it's something that we build on. Uh, we each going to have separate uh, separate uh, sports we're going to deal with. You know, uh, when football, I'm going to be a little heavy in the football. So. You know, my load might be up a little bit lighter then, and then after I'm out, then I'm good to go. You know, so we're going to divide the roles up and the responsibilities and, uh, you know, take it from there, you know. And, and, and we, we're going to be working together as a, as a group, you know, with me and him, because we've been together for a long time, you know. So we're going we're gonna to split it up, but it, it, everybody's going to be in agreement on the decisions made. You know, we, we asked you about this a couple Saturdays ago, and for this new audience here listening on Play by Play, I'm going to ask you about it again. Coaching football at South Terrebonne, now without Stephen Barber, now without Richard Curlin, without Stan Gravall, without Archie Adams, and without a lot of the big stalwart pieces that have been around the locker room. I'm sure it's still fun and fulfilling, but it's got to be different, man, to not hear those same voices echoing that you heard for decades out there in Bird. Oh, it, it will be. I mean, it, it went from the point to where I was the baby on the staff to now I'm the old man, you know. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the time and dedication that those coaches put into the program is, is going to be greatly missed, you know. But have new voices in, in that locker room and, uh, you know, and talking to the kids and to hear their intensity and their enthusiasm and their love for the game, uh, it's just the same, the same level of intensity, just a different voice now. You know, that's what I love about the new coaches we got coming in right now. Very good. Coach, you guys are replacing a college-bound quarterback. That's never easy. Christian did a lot of things that, frankly, couldn't be coached. You know, if a play would break down, he could go and make something happen, extend the play, throw the ball deep down the field. Now with some other guys at that position, how do you guys make sure that those guys aren't trying to do what Christian did and was just being themselves and, you know, staying within the system? Well, we're trying to get them to be more patient, you know, not to rush things and to take advantage of the situations and the reads that open up whenever they can. You know, so that's, that's what we're looking at with those new guys. And it's getting those guys to get to get familiar in the, on the field, you know, because a lot of them were backups at the time. You know, so it's getting those guys to be uh, you know, used to getting into that spot of leadership, you know, and, that, and that's one of the things that we're trying to get these young quarterbacks to learn. You were a head coach for a while over at Ellender, and I don't know if you ever aspired to do that again. Maybe so, maybe not. But what is it? What, what did that you know run as a head coach teach you that's now making you a better assistant coach? Well, I'll tell you what: you got to be able to adjust to different types of uh, different types of coaches that you work with. You know, that, that's one of the things. You know, also uh, different styles. It's all there's not there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know. Yeah, so that's, that's one of the things. Yeah, so that's one of the things that I've learned uh, in that aspect is uh, that there's other there's other ways, and it might not be the same thing you used to, but as long as it gets a successful result, you know, and it all works out in the end. 
Very good. Before we let you go, man, you guys usually make some kind of trip over the summer going hiking in some mountains somewhere. Are you guys doing anything like that? Uh, as a matter of fact, we just got back from Hawaii. We was in Hawaii for about a week, week and a half. Uh, <laughs> we went we went hiking a couple of volcanoes over there in Hawaii and went, went playing the Pacific. You didn't have to kill a bear while you were there? <laughs> I remember that was a concern from one of your trips, right? The what? Uh, so you didn't have to shoot a bear? I remember one time you said, man, I've got to bring a gun in case a bear comes. Yeah, that was for the Rockies. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not over there. The, the biggest thing you got to worry about over there is a pig. <laughs> fair, fair enough, brother, man. You take care of yourself. We thank you so much for the time, okay, bro? All right, thank you all. Yep, that is Coach McCormick at South Terrebonne doing a wonderful job. He's going to do an excellent job as their co-athletic director as well. It's play-by-play here. Um, now we can kind of do a little bit of our intro, and then we'll catch a break and go to our other coach guests. Because we've got them stacked up today. We've got four of them, one down, three to go. In the next segment, we've got HL Bourgeois baseball coach, Coach Josh Smith, who will be on the line. He will be talking with us about how things are going out on the reservation as the Braves are doing their summer baseball like everybody else. Then at noon, we're going to the House of Pain. Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots boys basketball team will be joining us. Then at 12.15, it's Wednesday, y'all. That means we've got to have Taylor Griffin on. The Turtle will be joining us talking about everything happening in the world of sports. Taylor, of course, is employed by one of our amazing sponsors, Dufresne Building Materials, but he's also our uh, play-by-play, not play-by-play, our color analyst for our um, high school basketball coverage here on Coastal Broadcasting. Heck, I said play-by-play. He's more more than talented enough to do play-by-play if ever we asked him to do so. Um, so he does a wonderful job, and we're certainly grateful for everything he does for us, and he comes on every Wednesday with us. Then at 12.35, we've got our mailbag. I've got questions from you all that we will get answered. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get to our betting picks and then kind of go over the headlines and some things. Quick programming announcement here on Play by Play. Then I'll thank the sponsors and everything of the sort. Um, I announced yesterday we're going to do our Mount Rushmore series, right, where we're going to take the top four athletes in all of our local high schools and First off, everybody that I've spoken to thinks that that's a great idea. It's going to spark a lot of debate. It's going to spark a lot of interest, and people are really excited to hear who's going to kind of be the creme de la creme of the you know the local athletes that we're going to crown. But second, I said yesterday, yeah, we're going to start on Thursday with South Lafouche. No, I need more time. <laughs> so we're going to start next Tuesday instead of this coming Thursday. We're going to announce them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I, I'm just not prepared. I need to do more research. I'm not prepared to start tomorrow. Uh, we only rolled it out yesterday, so we're going to start on Tuesday with South Lafouche High School. I mean, what? <laughs> there are so many names you could. I mean, like just off the top of my head, I mean, you've got Bobby A. Bear, you got Crockett Este, you know, Bebe Ogeron, um, you know, Vic King made it to the NFL. You got Clarence Moore, you got Trey Bruce, you got Rusty Bourne, you've got uh, Ryan Thomasy, you got Eric Griffin, you got. So many people to choose from, and we can only limit it to four. Um, it's going to be a very tough and interesting process, and that's just South Lafouche. I got to do this for every school. Central Lafouche, oh, you got Tommy Hudson, you got, you know, that's, it's endless. It's endless. There, you know, every school, there are going to be some tough, hard decisions. You guys maybe aren't going to like me based on some of the decisions that are made. But that's okay. It's all in the name of promoting high school athletics in our region and remembering the awesome history in our region because, man, there's so, so much of it. Stan and them do an excellent job with their 
uh, their Hall of Fame, which that will be tomorrow. They'll be having inducting the new class. Um, and we just are continuing to try to figure out ways to honor the great people who came before us because I, I talked about this in the spring. If you don't talk about your history, <clears throat> then it, it, it goes away. It goes away. You got to write that stuff down in stone, man, for people to understand it and, and uh, people to be able to repeat it. it you know, the, the old expression is, you know, history always repeats itself. Well, it doesn't repeat itself if, if you don't know what your history is. So that's what we're going to try to do is tell some of those stories and let people know about the amazing men and women um, who came before us, you know, played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, or whatever, and we'll share all of those tales. This is Play-by-Play. We're sponsored by the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also, Southland Dodge and Homa. And also industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs? So proud of their growth, man. They have added so many new locations in recent years. They're doing such an excellent job running their business. And they're a proud, proud sponsor of everything that we do here over at Play by Play. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Also, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And also, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break, but before we take a break, reminder, join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System, with myself and Stan Gravoff for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois Baseball will be on the line. The Braves are doing their Swampland stuff. Coach Smith is doing his hog stuff. He's got a lot going on. We'll tell you about it all in the next segment here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you have a pest control? problem roundtree's pest control and supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business they carry a full line of professional products for termites mosquitoes ants wasps fleas bed bugs mice and rats or any other pest control needs you may have that's roundtree's pest control and supplies call 985-475-3314 that's roundtree's pest control and supplies Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. 
Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Yep, is that Tommy? year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's activities for the rodeo on friday we have dj frozen we also have a cornhole tournament followed by shorts in december saturday we have bingo and mimosas dj frozen again rough and ready we have our awards a live auction and closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We thank Coach David McCormick over at South Terrebonne for his time in the last segment. Now we go straight back into the phone lines for this segment where we have Coach Josh Smith with HL Bourgeois Baseball. Coach Smith, good morning, buddy. How are you, man? Doing good. Hot day. Yes, it is a hot day, man. Tell me about that. It has been a hot June. You guys, though, have been able to get in a lot of work. I can't think of any rainouts or anything. Usually the Swampland season is filled with rainouts and you could hardly ever play. This June has been different, man. We have gotten a lot, a lot of sun, and you guys have gotten a lot of work in. Yeah, we've only had to do uh, two reschedules, which is a good thing because uh, when, when you play so many games in one month, it gets tough. But, uh, yeah, we play a lot of baseball, and we're getting better each time we play. Very good. What's that process been like? Because you've told us earlier in the off season that you know, you had a lot of open roster spots, or not roster spots, a lot of open spots on your depth chart uh, where there was opportunities to earn some starting time or some opportunities to, you know, improve yourself. Those young kids have done well so far this summer? It's been growing pains, i, I tell you that. Um, and it's been one thing, really, and it's uh, throwing strikes. Uh, if you can throw strikes, we win. And that's been our whole thing. You know, we won, I think, four games. And uh, we those one won, 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 we threw strikes. The games we lost, you know, we walked a lot of guys. So, I mean, that's been our biggest key. So, you know, obviously it, you, you want them to, to throw strikes. You just said that a minute ago. But how do you get them to make sure that they're not just throwing the meatiest, juiciest strike possible that could get hit? Like, how do you make sure that they're throwing quality strikes, I guess, is the question. It's just communicate with them, talking to them, and teaching them how to pitch rather than just throw, you know, letting them know when we call an outside pitch, you know, don't miss over the plate. If we're going to miss, miss away, miss off the plate where you're not going to let the guy hit it 350 feet. Yeah, very good. And that's one thing, you know, on the flip side to that is you guys have some dudes, from what I understand, who could hit it 350-some-odd feet. You know, we had Chandler Guitros on. Oh, it was maybe last Friday, maybe the Friday before that. They had just played you all in a Swampland game, and he said, man, H.L. Bourgeois got a dude that, you know, or a couple of dudes that could really, really stroke it. They had just played y'all, and apparently one of your kids hit a bomb in like the sixth or seventh inning, whatever it may be. So that's got to be a luxury of knowing that, hey, man, you got dudes are that are in scoring position when they're standing in the batter's box. Yeah, we do have a few guys that can uh, change the game with one swing and a bat, but uh, 
one thing we've really done this summer was we've tried to implement um, a lot of more small ball, a lot of hit and runs, a lot of bunts, just trying to put a little bit more pressure on the defense rather than playing for that, you know, just that one swing. That's one thing that I always say is that the, the team, in, especially at high school, that could get that bunt down, that could execute, that could do all that little situational stuff has such an advantage. And I liken it because, you know, I watched South Terrebonne play their quarterfinal series with South Lafouche. I watched them play their semifinal game, and I watched them play their championship game. And every time that Coach Barba called something, they got it down. You know, if they it was a hit and run, then they hit it on the right side and hit it through that hole where the second baseman was going to cover the bag. If he called a bunt, they got it down. And sometimes they got it down so well that they even got an infield single out of it when it was supposed to be just a sacrifice. So all those little things, Coach, if you do them all well enough throughout the course of a seven-inning game, they all become a pretty big thing, don't they? They do. Um, here, I preach the little things a lot. You know, we coach the little things a lot. Uh, I tell our guys, you know, if we can do the little things right, we stay away from big mistakes. And uh, I've always believed it. I've been told it when I first started coaching. If you can defend the butt, execute the bunt and execute the little things you get in the playoffs and you win the playoffs yeah there's no doubt about that now you are in addition to coaching hl bourgeois you're spending some time with the hogs which hogs team are you working with and how's that part of the summer been going so far so i coach hogs black um we have five teams i think it is this summer white gray black blue and red uh i got the black team which is mostly 16 year old guys we got a few 15 year olds on there and uh, it's been it's been so much fun. Um, I played for the Hogs. Once you join the Hogs, it's like a brotherhood, and it's teaching these kids, you know, that brotherhood, and also teaching these kids the game of baseball. It's so much fun because they have the energy, they have the want to be better and go to the next level, and it's just it's fun to be around. So tell me about that because you know, look, I have players who are from here down the bayou, and who will tell me yeah, we go play for the Hogs, and then like we become a better player, A, because we're competing with other guys every day in practice and stuff who are making us better. And then B, like you just kind of learn some stuff. Like if you're just – I always say that the best way to learn like baseball is to talk baseball, and you learn a lot of things in the dugout or through watching a game in the dugout. And they always say, you know, hey, you know, I'm learning maybe a different grip on this pitch or, you know, I'm learning a different way, you know, to, to handle the mechanics of my swing. And I feel like just that iron just continues to sharpen that iron, man. And does that spill over as a coach? Do you learn things there that make you a better coach? I do. Uh, I do. Uh, actually, I learn th- I learned some things from the kids that they bring from their program to us. Um, when we're not playing, I'll go with uh, Coach Tristan Rogers' team. I'll go with Coach Joe. And I'll coach with them. I'll just sit in the dugout and just listen to how they talk to their kids, how they present things and how they do certain things with them, and it helps me bring it back over here to HL. So we often have the conversation, Stan and I, about how much high school baseball has grown in our area. And I mean, we saw it. Vanderbilt won the championship, and South Terrebonne won the championship. South Lafouche, Assumption, made playoff runs. CCA made a playoff run. You guys made the playoffs. Like, there was so much successful high school baseball this past year. You played for the Hogs. Now you coach the Hogs. The kids now that are playing in, the, in those summer teams – are they more advanced than whenever you played? They throw harder, they run faster, and they can hit the ball harder. It, a lot of things have changed, you know, with all this data-driven stuff they have nowadays with TrackMan and all this other stuff. And 
kids are getting in the weight room more now when they're in seventh and eighth grade when they need to to start building muscle early. These kids are jumping in early, and it's just it's going crazy. I mean, we got so many kids around here that are actually throwing 80-plus now, which when I was in high school, if you threw – 83 to 85, you were throwing hard. But now it, that seems almost average. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Um, you guys got another couple of weeks left in your Swampland season over at HL Bourgeois. I know you said a minute ago you want to see the pitchers be more consistent and locate. Are there any other facets of the game that you guys are hoping to shore up to, to leave the summer knowing, hey, man, we're ready to go? Being more aggressive on the basis. Uh, wanted to take the extra 90 feet. Um, that, that's one thing that I've seen that we've kind of lacked a little bit um, this summer and uh, that we need to improve on because, I mean, if, if you can win the freebie war and take the extra 90 feet when it's given to you, you're going to sneak a few extra runs that will help you win some uh, some important games. Coach, do you guys share a lot? And What I mean by that is, like, here down the body, man, like, okay, the, the basketball players, the baseball players, the football players, they're by and large mostly the same kids. Everybody kind of sort of does everything. Do you guys share a lot with football? Do you share a lot with basketball? Or is it a situation where you have some guys who are just, you know, strictly baseball guys? No, um, I got three guys that play football. Um, I got one incoming guy that plays basketball. I think I got two or three guys that play soccer. And I got uh, one guy, actually two guys that do cross country. So, I mean, we're, we're spread out. And I actually encourage my guys to play other sports because, to me, I find it makes them a better athlete overall. So it really does help out, and I encourage our guys to play more than one sport. Good job. Good job on that. I'm glad you said that, bro, because you're 100% right. And even more important than that, whenever you guys ever get to the situation where a kid's going to be being looked at by somebody at the next level, the first thing that college coach is going to ask, what else do they play? They want to – a lot of folks have this idea that the colleges want specialists. No, they want guys that compete year-round. Correct. Some of your best college baseball players – played two or three sports when they're in high school and college coaches love that brings a different mentality for them too when they play the game no doubt um coach i remember last summer we had you on and you were giving a a little list of things that you wanted to get better at personally as a coach and you told me about some different things that you were going to study and some people that you were going to talk to and different things of the sort do you have another you know little list of things like that for this off season or what are some things you're trying to to shore up to make yourself better Learning more about uh, the small ball game of baseball, you know, bunting awareness, you know, how to defend it better, how to execute it better offensively, things like that. I actually talked to a high school coach in Arizona because, you know, West Coast baseball, that's what they do over there. So I'm trying to learn from them on, like, how they execute it so well on that side of the country. And then also the mental game, you know, just trying to get our kids better on the mental side. Everybody says that baseball and sports is 90% mental. Well, we got to get better on the mental side. So I'm learning that to try and, you know, help our guys get better on that aspect of it. Beautiful. Good stuff. When do you guys play next, bro? We actually play today against Morgan City at home at 3-5. and five. There you go. Go check out the Braves. Coach, thanks so much for the time, buddy. Thank you, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Josh Smith with HL Bourgeois. He does a good job, man. He, um... Trying to think of a way that I could say this. Um, a lot of coaches, and I don't mean this as a slight, so if you're a coach and you're listening, please don't think that I'm like insulting you because I'm not. A lot of coaches kind of get stuck in the concept of, you know, hey, this is the way we did it last year. This is the way we're going to do it this year. This is the way we're going to do it next year and so on. And it's kind of the, well, if it isn't broke, don't fix it approach. 
I admire Coach Smith because now this is two off seasons in a row that he's telling me, all right, you know, I'm going to study this. I'm going to talk to this coach in Arizona. I'm going to talk to this coach in wherever. Like he's always trying to evolve and expand his knowledge base and become more open to new ideas and concepts. And, you know, look, I'm trying to learn the bunt game, right? You know, that's what he said. They're trying to be better at small ball. What better to do than to talk to a coach on the West Coast because that's where they do it so well. I wouldn't even have thought to do that, but that's a very open-minded approach and a great job by him. The Braves are in a good spot because he's a good coach. He's a young coach. He's energetic. He's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of support behind him. If he needs something, Joe's going to help him. If he needs something, some of the other coaches in the area got his back too. They're in a good spot. It's play-by-play here. We're at the top of the hour. If you're just knocking off of work to go to lunch, spend the next hour with us because we've got Cornell Scott of the Ellender Patriots in the next segment of the show. Then we've got Taylor Griffin, the mailbag, betting picks. Like We're, we're rolling. It's, we're playing all the hits today on this Wednesday play-by-play. We'll be right back with Cornell out of this break here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TG Health System. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. 
With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Back to play-by-play play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Wednesday. If you're in lunchtime, spend the next hour with us here on KLEB. We'll open up the noon uh, the noon hour with Ellender Boys basketball coach Cornell Scott, who's on the phone lines right now. Coach Scott, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, pretty good. How y'all doing? We're doing just fine, my man. Uh, it is a fun and busy time of the year, putting in that work, getting better for the upcoming season. I uh, had a chance to watch you guys play very briefly over at E.D. White. Haven't had a chance to see a ton of you all, but how's the summer been going? Uh, I think it's been going pretty good. You know, we've been trying to mix in some of our new kids and some kids that really didn't get a chance to play last year. Still haven't had a lot of time with some of my football players, but, uh, you know, we're just trying to build a, build a base and, and try to get going. So what's that been like? I know you said you, you've played locally. Obviously, you're hosting your own summer league over at Terrebonne. But then you said last time you came on that you guys are kind of playing out in the city. And so you guys are getting a bunch, a bunch of work in. Talk about that experience that you all have earned in recent weeks. Oh, man, I think the kids are learning about themselves. They're, 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 they're working hard. And, uh, you know, we've been playing a ton of games. Uh, just trying to, I mean, I think we play about maybe four or five games a week. You know, but just trying to you know, get some kids some time and just to see, uh, you know, how they're going to perform. You know, we talk all the time about, okay, you know, hey, summer's an opportunity for, you know, the players to get better and it's for the opportunity for the players to get more reps and whatever. Isn't it also an opportunity for you as a coach to get better? You know, you got opportunities, you know, hey, if it's a two-point game with three minutes left, that's practice for you in terms of how to handle your timeouts or whatever it may be. So isn't it a situation where, where you know, you and the other coaches around the area could pile some things up as well? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's no better time than, like, game time situations. And, um, you know, we try to utilize those things and try to see how kids are managed, who we could trust, and, you know, put them in good situations. I mean, because practice really doesn't simulate that. So uh, game time is really a good time that you can find out, you know, who you could go to, who can make a play for you, or, or you know, like, uh, what, what can you do in, in the game, in the game situation. This is a true story. I was out in Katy, Texas, covering the Southland Conference Tournament, and I was wearing a uh, a shirt. It was, it was my old tarpon basketball shirt. It was a guy who recognized me. Said, "Hey, man, that that that's in that's in Louisiana, right?" And it was a guy that was from the New Orleans area, and we were talking, and he said. Yeah, man, you guys got that Ellender school out there. That's awesome. They're good at basketball every year. It's like, man, even people that are not necessarily even following this stuff, they know Ellender basketball is legit. Talk about, you know, the pride that goes into that, but then also the expectations that go into that. It was like, coach, you guys can never just have like a 10 and 20 season. No one would accept that. You guys got to be solid every year, man. I'm sure that's a lot of expectations on you all. Yeah, and that's what I tell the kids. I, I tell the kids, I say, y'all have a lot to live up to. Every time that you put on that jersey, you know, no matter where you go, you have to represent and you have to present, you have to conduct yourselves in, in, in a good manner, but you also have to have a good product on the court. So, you know, me as a coach, I have to make sure that my guys are ready, you know, no matter who we're going to play or who we're putting out there because 
it's that always that mystique of you know Ellen the basketball. So it's like they have a it's a tradition, and uh, and and they have to embrace it if they want to play it on. So this new crew is going to be less experienced, obviously, because you had quite a few seniors. But is it going to be necessarily a young group, or is it going to be like some juniors and some seniors, or is it going to be like some ninth and tenth graders? Because a couple of years ago, you guys just kind of said, you know what, we got a great freshman group, we're letting them play. Is it going to be that way again, or is it going to be more upperclassmen this go around? Uh, to be honest, it's going to be a mix. I have a couple of young kids that are pushing uh, some juniors and some seniors for some minutes, and and I love it. And like I tell a kid, when you come here, I say I play the best. I don't play because of your class. I don't play because you're a senior. I say if you could go out and take a job, the job is going to be yours. And 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 my kids who are here know that. Look, if I got somebody behind me, I I need to make sure that I push. And I think that kind of helps us out a little bit, you know, because no one is just you know relaxed because okay, well I'm a senior, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get this time. I have to go out and I have to produce. And if I can't produce, somebody behind me will. Over the summer, are you guys concerned about the W's and the L's at all? Some coaches say, oh, yeah, man, you know, we're, if it's close, we want to go and win it. Other coaches like, man, we could care less. We're just trying to build depth. or trying to get some guys in. How do you guys handle your summer? Uh, I don't even take a book when I go in the summer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm just trying to look for kids to, to, to work hard and to show them what we need defensively. Uh, I don't even – I really ain't worried about my offensive stats at this point. You know, I, we try to get it mostly on our defensive end, and, and I try to get them building that defensive culture. And then we mix in a little things where I may call one set. I think I call one set all summer like it just because I think we were down one with a couple of minutes left. No, a couple of seconds left, and uh, I just wanted to see how they were going to perform and, and could they go come through and, and make a play. Brother, we ask you this every time we have you on. You're probably tired of answering the question. Do you guys have any type of update in terms of when you guys may get back on your campus? No. I Well, we're supposed to be on campus uh, coming this school year. Now, as far as our gym, I don't think we're going to have a gym, so I'm going to be having to utilize recreation departments to practice and uh, probably terrible again for games. But uh, what they did do is um, – you know, our football coach and our athletic director, you know, uh, we, we, we have a site on uh, on the technical college, on um, on Votech, where they could, you know, they, they're building the weight room for us, So, which is going to be pretty good. You know, it's going to be a building that we could say that's our own and we could, you know, get in and work out. Uh, but that's about it, man. So we, we really just we, – we're going to be some real warriors again this year. Yeah, that, that you know – you guys made it work last year, and heck, the girls' team won the state championship. So, I mean, it can be done, but it's just a shame because, look, you, we, you and I have talked about this. I know you guys like coming down the bay and playing in that atmosphere. And, you know, look, we like going up there and playing you guys in the House of Pain and when it's rocking. And uh, there have been so many great games played. And to know that, heck, I don't know if down the bay is going to be ready this year. They're, they're hoping so. And then you say yeah. that you guys are like it, it's just sad, man. It, it, it sucks. Like, you know, let's just be honest. It sucks that you know some of our best basketball facilities have been damaged and aren't able to be played in. I know that's and it's, it's 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 how is it going to look, you know? And and you know, playing in Terrebonne is okay for me because that's where I grew up at. That's where I played my basketball. But as a as an Ellender coach and as a, you know Ellender fans. Uh, my fans hate going into another gym and yeah. saying that, okay, this is our own. And, you know, we're going to make it our own, and uh, and we're going to, you know, try to take over and, and, and try to cause havoc. But 
but it's still not Ellender, you know, and uh, the kids, you know, they said it, but I'm just proud of how they responded, you know, uh, and, you know, we, we thank Coach Williams and uh, their staff for, you know, opening their doors for us, but it's still not home. You know, we can't wait to get back into our own spot. Yeah, no doubt about that. What's that like? You know, you said, you know, you're sharing a lot of guys with football and other sports or whatever it may be. Coaching years past, um, you know, heck, let's go back 10 years or so ago. Your basketball guys played basketball. They didn't really mess with football a whole lot, and the football suffered as a result. But now, you know, the, you know, Coach Turner's been doing such a good job revamping things out there. You guys are doing more sharing, and I think it helps everybody always around, but it might have to, you know, shuffle your schedule a little bit, doesn't it? I told Coach Turner he's lucky that I love him and he <laughs> plays for me. Because <laughs> other than that, I've been like, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a little difficult sharing with them, especially uh, when your main athletes and when your main players on both sides, or football and basketball players, because uh, you, we, I look at Royal Williams and then our incoming freshman, uh, Jaden Carter, you know, uh, those are two players who – are going to play a lot of football minutes and going to play heavy basketball minutes. So it's like, you know, uh, I try to give them breaks during the summer because I don't want to overwhelm them, but then I still want to kind of build a culture. So good thing I know what they could do, but I'm trying to trying to work some people that's going to be able to play around them and play with them. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to be okay, but it's kind of hard uh, when you have dual sport players because during the summer I really can't see exactly what my team is going to look like. Very, very good. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Keep up the good work, and we'll chat again soon, okay, buddy? All right, thank you all again. Yep, that is Coach Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots doing a good job. They do have a lot to replace, right? Like, you know, the, you know, you don't just replace Preston Borda. You, know, <laughs> you don't just say, all right, we need a new point guard. Come in and do all this stuff Preston Borda did. That's not how that works. <laughs> you know, and they've got had some other talented senior players as well. But I know this. Um, over there... It's it's a reloading. It's not a rebuilding. It's a reloading. They're going to have talent. They're going to know what to do with their talent. And the kids there, maybe more so than any other school in the area, the kids there show up at Ellender wanting to be an Ellender basketball player. Like, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but like I feel like a South Lafouche kid shows up just wanting to play all the sports and wanting to be active and wanting to make those memories. But it's not really necessarily any one sport more than the other. Like, it's not, all right, we want to be a Tarpon baseball player. No, it's if you're a great athlete, you know, you just want to be a Tarpon. At Ellender, it's a little bit different. Those kids, while they will be open to playing everything, they want to be Ellender basketball players. Like, I saw it at at track meets and stuff. Like, if you out-jump an Ellender kid at a track meet, they're not saying, you know, all right, well, next meet I got you, or, you know, all right, next football season I got you. They're saying, all right, bro, wait till basketball, I'm going to dunk on you. That's just the mindset that they have. And look, they should be proud of that. They've built such a winning tradition to where every year they're in the playoffs, every year they've got a, a solid team and they've got that program built to the level to where they've earned that. Um, they're going to be okay. They lost a lot, but they're going to gain a lot. They always do, and I think that they're going to be solid in the upcoming year. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to the turtle, Mr. Taylor Griffin, our broadcast partner in high school basketball here on KLEB. 
Uh, we'll talk with Taylor about all sorts of stuff, as we always do. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. All right, we've had some good calling guests here throughout the show here on Play by Play. We've had David McCormick. We've had Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois. We've had Cornell Scott of the Ellender Patriots. Last but certainly not least, we go to our regular Wednesday guest, our buddy Taylor Griffin, broadcast partner for our high school basketball coverage here on Coastal Broadcasting. Also works for Dufresne Building Materials, which is a proud sponsor of Play by Play. Taylor, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Casey. Good to hear from you. Yes, sir. Same to you, pal. Uh, it is a fun time of the year because, you know, guys are getting bigger, faster, stronger, and, you know, there's football going on, there's, you know, uh, summer basketball, there's Swampland baseball. Uh, 
I don't know where the kids find the energy, man, to be honest with you, because they're lifting, they're doing seven on seven, they're doing they're playing a summer game, they're going, you know, pitch three innings all in the same day. Uh the kids are being really stretched thin right now, but I think that this is where you kinda uh make a lot of that progression and get a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. I'll tell you what they find where they're finding the energy. They're not being mentally drained in the classroom all day. So they're just their body is adjusting to looking for something to do, and even though their brain's not being wrung out all day, now now their body, I think, can handle more. Now, look, I, I'm not basing that on scientific fact. It's purely a theory of mine that could be totally wrong, but uh, there's got to be some correlation there. So tell me about this, and I often say here on the show, like, oh, we didn't do all that whenever I was in school, but the truth is I wasn't an athlete, so, like, I really don't know. But, like, we didn't have seven on seven and, like, tons of summer basketball we did have swampland but like i feel like the kids now are doing way more than what we ever did over the summer man i think there was a little bit of seven on seven action if i'm not mistaken now i wasn't a football guy but i i could have swore i heard there was a little bit of it going on now granted it wasn't as popular and as promoted as it is now that that's that's definite uh, look, as far as summer basketball went, we had three weekends in June where we'd go to a local university. We used to hit Southeastern, we would hit Southern Miss, and we would hit Tulane. And it was a weekend, man, it was just like an AAU weekend, just play, play, play nonstop, two 20-minute halves, running time, stopping in the last minute. Uh, it was real loose. I mean, we had a lot of, like, four-game Saturdays that we did, and then the Sunday was just kind of – Sometimes they do a little bracket. Sometimes they wouldn't. And, uh, you know, that was that was our summer basketball program. And it wasn't until the summer going into my senior year, which would have been August of 05. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, June of 05 um, was when Edie White's, White started their summer league where we would go, like, Tuesday night or Thursday night, and it was just local – Everyone from the local 5A, everyone from the local 4A, stretch out to about Morgan City and stretch out up to like around West St. John. And we would have those summer league games. But that was maybe one or two a week. It, uh, it was something, but there's no doubt it was not the grind that it is today. It was not the level of promotion that it is today. It's, uh, they definitely cranked it up since our heyday. Very good. Um, Taylor, man, like there may be a little bit of history made in the next couple of days. Tomorrow's the NBA draft, and I follow Ty Gordon on all of my social media accounts, and I saw in recent days he's been working out with the Washington Wizards. He's been on a workout with the Phoenix Suns. He's been on a workout with, I want to say, maybe the Trailblazers. It's like he's been cruising the country working out for teams. Now, the mock drafts that I've seen don't have him getting selected, but it's highly likely that he's going to be, you know, on a summer league roster or then you know, maybe with a chance to parlay himself into a two-way deal or signing a G League thing. And Nichols basketball hasn't had that in a long, long time. So if Gordon could uh, establish that, man, that would just be awesome to see. That would be amazing, man. Big Ty Gordon fan that you're talking to right here, man. I, I wish him all the luck and support that, uh, that that is about to come his way. Uh, that would be quite the history being made for Nichols basketball, man. I mean, you, you basically you took the words already, so kind of just echoing you. But yeah, you're absolutely right. History could be made. That would be something real special for the area. I mean, you talk about make some noise on the recruiting trail. 
you know, just talking about talking the kids of the future that you're trying to get to Nichols. I mean, that would be monumental for Ty Garden to end up in the NBA via draft or, or you know, a late signing or G League or whatever it is. Uh, just the fact that he's, he's so close he can taste it right now is uh, something that's extremely special. So let's talk about this. You were a basketball player. Um, and we're, we're really good. You know, we give, we give you grief all the time about, you know, oh, Taylor talks about the L in the game. No, you were a good player. We, we just teasing when we, when we say otherwise, uh, <laughs> if, if, if Ty Gordon had two options or maybe even, I wouldn't even pose it maybe through Ty Gordon. If Taylor Griffin had two options, would you a go play in the G league, make a little bit less money, but if an NBA team has an injury or something, you're right there, you're ready, you're available to go. Would you do that? Or would you go play overseas, kind of lock yourself into that, and maybe make a little bit more money? Which of the two avenues would you choose? Because those are going to be his two options more than likely. Which of the two avenues would Taylor Griffin choose if you were in his shoes? Man, that is a really, really tough one. And my answer heavily depends on my current family situation, which I don't fully understand Ty Gordon's family situation. You know, I don't know if, he has a wife or a fiance or anybody who may be influencing this, this decision. Is there a baby involved? Is there anything like that? Or is he free, ready to rock and roll wherever the wind blows, I'm going? You know, that would be a heavily influencing option for me. So if it was me, if it was me, just given whatever random situation right now, man, Basketball and communication go hand in hand. Communication is huge, and I think you may see where I'm going with this already. If I'm going to go overseas, and this is not me being a bigot or, or intolerant of other cultures or anything like that, dude, I need to go to an English-speaking country to play basketball. It's not that I don't want to learn. It's just there's so much other things going on, and being able to speak and understand clearly and fast-paced on the court, having a language barrier in the middle of everything, I wouldn't be ready for. If it was entirely up to me, I'm only going to England or Australia or, you know, another English-speaking country with a good basketball culture or whoever we're negotiating with, I've got to – I gotta meet with the coach and I gotta meet with those teammates and I gotta be reassured. Don't worry. Everyone speaks English. You'll be fine. Now, once you get outside the gym and it's time to learn another language, learn another culture, hey, that's all fine and dandy. But as far as my comfort zone, I'm not going overseas unless I'm reassured that I don't have to learn a new language with my new team. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, if my only other option, you know, if my only option is, hey, you either go G League or you go, these are the only teams that want you and English is going to be a problem, then I'm definitely going G League. And that's that's just me and my basketball comfort zone speaking as far as is the language going to be an issue. That's, that's where I go with that. Okay, fair enough, man. Uh, so the Warriors did end up winning the championship. That's new since the last time that we spoke. Um, dude, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, there's all this talk and conversation of, all right, LeBron's chasing Michael. LeBron's chasing Michael. LeBron's chasing Michael. Like, ad nauseum, we discussed this on social media. 
There's someone in LeBron's era that now has the same amount of championships as him. That didn't happen in the Jordan era. You know why? Because the Bulls won it every single year. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. Is like while we're talking about LeBron chasing Michael, which is a, it's just a feat that I don't know that in the fans' eyes he's ever going to accomplish, Steph is now sort of chasing LeBron and is kind of gaining some ground here. What do you think about those arguments? Man, that's uh... – that's a, that's a lot to take in and just, you know, everyone hates the super teams and everyone wants you to do it the right way, so to speak, whatever that means these days. I'm not saying I support it, but I would not be shocked if LeBron in the twilight of his career, instead of chasing Steph or, or you know, preventing Steph from chasing him, I would not be shocked if LeBron went to play with Steph. Hey, you know what? From now on, everyone that Steph wins from here on out, I'm going to win it too. Yep. Like, I just, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either, because he's already said on his little TV show on HBO, you know, hey, if there was a current player that I wanted to play with the most, he's already listed Steph Curry. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all by that. Yep. So, look, let's talk about this, bro. Uh, we announced yesterday that we're going to be doing Mount Rushmore's for all the local high school athletic programs, which, look, I know going in, I'm going to make people angry. There are going to be selections that I'm going to make that people aren't going to like. And, you know, that's just part of the process. But it's going to spark conversation and debate and whatever it may be. So I asked you, I actually prepared you this week. Usually I just kind of throw stuff at you while we're interviewing. I said, hey, we're going to talk about South LaVouche Mount Rushmore. Who are some names that came to mind? Because, dude, I got to tell you, there are upwards of 15 or 20 people that belong there, that deserve to be there. To narrow it down to four is going to be tough. Absolutely. And now we're talking all sports, correct? All sports, boys and girls alike. Okay, I'm going to immediately start with Bobby Hebert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets a little hairy after that because I could easily name two more that pop up in my mind, and then it's like, man, there's only four spots and you got three football players. I go from Bobby Hebert to Ronnie Este to to Ed Ogeron, um, and now we're talking – now, like, there's a – there's there's a new line in in the discussion. Like, are we talking post South Lafourche athletic accomplishments or just what you were doing while you were here? I know Coach O was great while he was here, but were there people who were greater at their craft while they were here, or are we allowing everything he accomplished after South Lafourche to give him some headway here? So if we are, he certainly belongs on it. Now there's only one spot left. And I immediately just go to Clarence Moore to easily fill out the last spot. See, yo, I, I got to make some of those decisions, right? Because, you know, you talk about is it going to be post, you know, South Lafouche or whatever? Is that going to factor into it? I haven't even figured that out yet. And a name that I would I would throw at you is I, I agree with all the names that you said, but how about a Scott Buzigard? He catches the game-winning touchdown of a state championship football game, then wins one as a basketball coach. 
Like I feel like it, this is going to be hard. That's what I'm getting. This is going to be really, really hard. How about how about Treya Bruce? She's the best women's athlete in in the history of the school. She also was great at javelin and you know placed at state. She's the all time leading scorer for girls basketball. Like there are going to be some very qualified people who are going to get left out. There, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of honorable mentions that we're going to have to throw in and at least let them know, hey, you are in the discussion. Please don't get too mad. At <laughs> Yeah, like okay, Nikki Savoy played for the Saints. Vic King played for the Dolphins. Like they're uh, even even so much as you know a Josh Pierce who's a two time All State guy. State like there are so many dude. Like it's gonna be I'm gonna be miserable the next couple months, but miserable but also great. Feeling great at the same time is gonna be a lot of fun to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot to factor in. How many of these people you know they were good while they were here and greatness didn't show until post South Lafouche career you know it's it's a lot to factor in and you know it's uh man the the, the coach O thing is the hardest because yeah I man I know he was good but were there other people who were better at their craft at their time yeah. here and if that's all we're talking about we're not talking post South Lafouche then I, yeah I'm putting I'm putting Trey Bruce ahead of Coach O, and you brought up an excellent point with Scott Buzzagard. I mean, how with with the two amazing things that he did, you can't not mention him. Um, you know, it's uh, man, it's difficult. Then think about the sports that maybe don't get all the mainstream credit. I mean, <laughs> yes, Cody Filinich comes to mind in javelin. How about Brent Adams, who won state in in a high jump? And I'm, I hope my memory serves me correct. I'm pretty sure he won state in one or two swimming events. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of medals. It's a lot of trophies. Hey. Brent Adams was a fantastic athlete who deserves all the credit in the world. Just didn't get all the publicity in the world because he shined at sports. Who you know, shame on us for not publicizing more. They just simply not as mainstream as basketball, football, baseball. But you know. Those kind of discussions are worth having. And Turtle, you know, I know that, you know, your parents and the the parents of your friends and everything are all going to be the same age as my parents. My parents always tell me Vorney O'Quinn was the goat. He was the best at everything. He could throw a javelin from Fouchon to Golden Meadow. You know, all those stories. We haven't even brought his name up. Exactly, exactly. Look, he was uh, obviously way before our time, and I don't know. Yeah, everyone – Everyone talks about Vonnie O'Quinn and like, I mean, we, we've made, we've made the, the comparisons and the jokes at the family dinner table, like, like Chuck Norris level <laughs> legends of, of things that Vonnie O'Quinn was capable of, like down to splitting the javelin in midair when, when he threw it so hard, you know, there was all those things. I just, I don't have the knowledge. I don't know what, what championships he actually won. I mean, yeah, he was the baddest, toughest dude on the block and was extremely athletic and this and that. I mean, did he win? I mean, I'm assuming he won state in, in the javelin. I'm assuming he, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what records he holds. I don't know what trophies and everything else he actually, you know, has his name on. I'm assuming they're there, but I don't know. That's why I didn't even think about it. But thank you for bringing up his name because you can't talk legendary South LaFouche athletes without mentioning Bonnie O'Quinn. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got our work cut out for us here over at Coastal Broadcasting in the next couple of weeks. Taylor, yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago was my birthday, man. And look, every birthday I have this little tradition. I kind of reminisce and, you know, kind of look at where I am and, you know, figure out ways that I want to get better and, you know, you know, try to figure out some things that I like. And, you know, man, I was kind of thinking about all the places that we've been, all the games that we've covered, all the games that we've called. And I was trying to figure out as I was sitting in bed and just kind of reminiscing and doing a little meditation, which one was the one that I liked the best. And I know that that's a hard conversation because we've seen so much really good stuff. But I tell you, man, there's one that stands out. The game where the Lady Tarpons punched their ticket to go to the top 28, that gym was loaded full. That was a great back-and-forth game. There was so much emotion. That was my favorite. Do you have one that stands out brighter than that one that we've called in recent years? Man, you stole it from me because that's the one I was going to use. Because when when it when the final buzzer went off and they rushed the court, your call on it is that that's that's South Lafouche Athletics legendary level stuff. Your call of them punching their ticket, the lady. I mean, I don't remember the exact quote. The lady tarps did it. You know, they they're going to the dance, whatever it was. I just it, it was it was amazing that that was that was such a great call um man other than that uh there's so many other fun spots but as far as the one that sticks out the most i mean i, I have to just piggyback with you there that was that was the most special moment that we called together no question very very good well look buddy be safe on the road we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again soon okay bro Sounds good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. And as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a wonderful job as always. Man, just fun conversation. I could I could call Taylor at 1130, and he and I could chat until 1 <laughs> about all of this stuff that we're talking about, the Mount Rushmores and the great athletes. We could do, and I'm talking, I'm talking straight through. I'm talking without a commercial or anything. I could do a full 90-minute segment with Taylor just talking about all of this stuff. He likes a lot of the old stuff. I like a lot of the old stuff. But he's in tune with the current stuff. I'm in tune with the current stuff. We have good chemistry. That's the reason why we're a great broadcast team, or at least I think we're a great broadcast team for our high school basketball coverage. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. When we get back, we'll get to our mailbag. It's KLEB. We'll be right back after this. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? 
Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year. Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. McMahon music here on Play by Play. I got my arms flailing. We're doing the strut today on this Wednesday. We've got 20 minutes to go on this hump day play by play, which has been an awesome show so far. Coach McCormick, Coach Smith, Coach Scott, and then Taylor Griffin have all done their part to make this an awesome show, and we thank them so much. Now we get to our mailbag segment, our Wednesday mailbag segment, where we open up the bag and answer your questions that have been given to us throughout the course of the week. I'm at Casey underscore just clear on Twitter. We're at Kaylee B radio on Twitter. You could email me at, um, not at just clear Casey at gmail.com. Uh, message me on messenger. If you got my cell phone number, shoot me a text, whatever you got to do to get me a question. I am happy to answer them. I get a lot of them through text messages throughout the course of the week. So let's dive right in Casey. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the South Lafouche High School football team in the upcoming season? Um, you know, let's preface this by saying that they've got big shoes to fill, whoever it is, because Patrick Jiskler was excellent last year. Uh, record-setting season, uh, yards and touchdowns and completions and all the different records that Patrick set in Coach Young's uh, terrific offense. But for me, the answer is going to be pretty simple. I think it's going to be Carson Ogeron. Um, he's not with the team yet, assuming he gets cleared, of course, which, you know, from his transfer over from Central Lafouche, which, you know, was being done for non football related reasons. You know, he's, he's moving, but, you know, he's got family here. Um, I think it's going to be Carson Ogeron over at Central, uh, from Central Lafouche coming over to South Lafouche. It's going to be the starter. He's athletic. He could run, he could throw, he's got a good arm, powerful arm, accurate. Um, they tell me that the Mac kid from Golden Meadow is really good and could do a lot of different things. Um, and they tell me they've got actually some other options out there that they really like as well. But 
Uh, they're maybe a little younger, maybe a little less experienced, maybe a little less seasoned. You got to remember Carson Ogeron was a starting quarterback for a 5A River Parish District team last year. And while they didn't win, uh, he didn't have a whole lot around him either. South Lafouche, the infrastructure will be a little better. Things will be a little more stable. And I think that Carson Ogeron is going to be the starter. Um, and I think that they're going to be able to do some things. Like he could roll out. He could bootleg. He could he could run. He could run. Just Claire could run a little bit. But, you know, his feet were kind of heavy. He didn't have great mobility. Ogeron's got some pretty good mobility. He'll be able to get out of the pocket and, and it'll kind of open up some things that they do in the offense. Next question. Casey, how many wins is LSU football going to get in the fall? I'll count them all for you. Let's see. <laughs> I tell you, it starts off pretty light. I think that the, I think that LSU's got a shot just in that I think a lot of the SEC is going to be down, and I think that that helps. You open with Florida State, you're going to be favored in that game in the Dome. That's a win. You open with Southern. That's uh, After that, at home against Southern, that's a win. After that, against Mississippi State and Tiger Stadium, that's a win. So that's three. New Mexico's a win. That's four. Auburn is expected to be way down. I'll give them that one. That's five. Okay. UAB, that's six. So we start there. That's six. Tennessee, I'll favor LSU there. That'll be seven. At Florida, that's a toss-up. Ole Miss, that's a toss-up. Alabama, that's probably a loss. At Arkansas, it's a toss-up. At Texas A&M, yeah, might not go LSU's way. So I'm giving them seven. If they could just steal one or two others out of that list of games that I'm saying are going to be tough, then you figure that's eight, not eight or nine. Nine and three. Nine and three would be a great season. Given the roster challenges that Brian Kelly inherited, 9-3 and three for LSU would be a great season and would take a lot of momentum and would go a long way in showing people, you know, hey, <laughs> this program ain't going anywhere and they're actually on firm footing. I think Mike Dettelier, who's a good friend of ours, I know he does some, some radio work for another company. He was on, where was he on? Oh, it was at the lineman camp. I don't know what company had him on. It wasn't, it wasn't, a radio shot. It was a television shot. They were talking with Mike about why Brian Kelly is going to make an impact on LSU football. And he just stated it more eloquently than what I can. Just as that, you know, while we all love Bebe and we all love Coach O, and Mike Dettelier is one of them. He loves Bebe. He loves Coach O. They just needed that more calming, more stable presence. The ship started taking on water. And Bebe only knows one speed, and that's forward, and that's forward as fast as you could go forward with your hair on fire and with guns ablazing. And sometimes you need to slow down and and figure out what's causing the leak in the boat as opposed to just rushing the boat to shore at 160 miles an hour. Bebe never had that ability to kind of just slow down and be more methodical. Brian Kelly's going to have that ability. It's going to be more workmanlike. It's going to be, may, I don't want to say more professional. That sounds like I'm really criticizing Bebe when I'm not. But it's going to be a more try, more based on schematic X's and O's type of thing and less based on the emotion. Because Bebe was a big recruiter, big rah-rah guy. Hey, let's go play hard. You know, There's going to be a little less of that and a little more of, all right, we're going to be tactical about this. We're going to be more methodical about this. And this is how we're going to approach what we're doing. And I think that when you've got the best players, which LSU in most years does and in most games does, 
I think that's the right way to attack it. I think that's the right way to approach it. So that's where we stand there. Good question, by the way. Our next question, what are some names to pay attention, or who are some names to pay attention to tomorrow for the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA draft? I'll tell you a bunch of them. Um, the NBA draft is tomorrow, and it is uh, kind of getting interesting, right, to see where things are headed. A lot of mock drafts are kind of becoming an agreement. Jabari Smith will go number one. Chad Holmgren will go number two. Paolo Banchero will go number three to Houston. After that, it's a big old crapshoot. There are a lot of guys that could be considered, a lot of guys who could potentially be the pick. NBADraft.net, who's usually pretty good, they have uh, Shaden Sharp of Kentucky being the pick for New Orleans. He's a 6'5", 200-pound shooting guard. His comparables are, let's see, J.R. Smith, Xavier Henry. So J.R. Smith, you figure that's a boomer bust shooter type of guy who could make some things happen. That wouldn't be a bad selection. But some other guys to pay attention to, Keegan Murray of Iowa may slip to them, Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, Dyson Daniels, Mark Williams, A.J. Griffin. Um, those are all potentially some guys. And then, of course, there's the possibility that they don't even use the pick, that they can you know, maybe trade up or down or whatever it may be and figure out uh, ways to where they could you know get a guy maybe at number six instead of number eight or maybe at number 11 instead of number eight. So the New Orleans has options there. This same mock draft, by the way, I know this doesn't have anything to do with the question. The question was asking about the Pelicans, but this same mock draft has Tari Eason of LSU going number 15 overall to the Charlotte Hornets. So it does look like there's going to be um, an LSU player picked in the first round. Just about every mock draft has him going in the first round with Tari Eason being the number 15 overall pick in this particular mock going to Charlotte. Well, what a... <laughs> What a thrill that must be. If you if you get picked anywhere, it's a thrill, of course. But what a thrill it must be if you hear your name, you know, called and then you get the phone call and it's like Michael Jordan calling and saying, Hey kid, you're on my team now. Like I couldn't I would pass out. <laughs> if I got that call, you know, and I'm sitting at the table and my agent hands me the phone and says, Hey, yo, Michael Jordan wants to talk to you. I'm flatlining right there. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Uh, but somebody's going to get that lucky call tomorrow, and it would be awesome if it would be Tari's and of LSU. Next question. Casey, I'm a big Braves fan. What will Atlanta get at the trade deadline? We're, we should be buyers since the winning streak. Yeah, we should be buyers since the winning streak. Uh, that's a good point. Um, in terms of what they're going to get, I think they're going to look for an outfield bat. Adam Duvall's been shaky. Marcelo Zuna's been shaky. I think they're going to look for an outfield bat. If they could get one, great. If not, I think that they're going to look for pitching, bullpen pitching. Their bullpen is torn to shreds with injury. You got Luke Jackson's out, Tyler Matzik's out, uh, Yates is out. They've got so many guys that should be part of this bullpen that are not part of it because of injury. I think they're going to look there to try to shore some things up. Um, and then maybe, just maybe, I think they'll target a starting pitcher because while right now their rotation looks pretty good, you got Freed, Morton, Anderson, Wright, and Strider. Strider has never pitched more than like 60 or 70 innings in a year. He's approaching that now. His arm's not going to last the whole year. They're going to have to put an innings limit on him. They're going to have to shut. Like like even last night, like instead of throwing 100, he was throwing like 96. Like that arm's going to fall apart and fizzle at some point. So I don't know how reliable he's going to be. And yeah, you got Mike Soroka ready to go, but he hadn't pitched in two years. Can they really count on him to be part of the stretch run 
maybe they'll try to get a low-end starting pitcher at the deadline if it becomes available. The last question, Casey, if you could start any high school athletic program with any one kid playing locally now, who would you choose and why? I actually saw this question in the pile and actually prepared for it, because if not, I would have been thinking about it for the rest of the show. Jalen Coleman of Vanderbilt Catholic is my answer. Um, because you're getting an all-state running back, you're getting an all-district caliber basketball player, and you're getting a dominant state championship level track and field guy. So by getting him, and, and oh yeah, he's only going to be in like ninth or 10th grade next year, whatever he's going to be, I think 10th grade. So in getting him, you're getting a guy who could do so much stuff at such a high level. Um, I think I think that's just a no-brainer. And oh yeah, he's a tremendous kid too. You don't have to worry about him flunking out or being a problem in the class. Like Jalen Coleman is the answer for me, and it's really not even debatable. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you your betting picks, and then we'll wrap up here on KLEB. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. Winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like as a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. And the 2000 Golden Medal Junior High School basketball team takes the floor here on Play by Play. 
Every time I hear this song, I think of middle school basketball or junior high basketball whenever I was in junior high. This was the song that the Golden Medal Lions ran out to under the tutelage of Monty Larill with guys like Ryan Pete on the floor, uh, Rory and Royce Guidry on the floor. Uh, let's see who else. Dirk Guidry, Cody Dewey, Greg Terrebone. So many great players. Man, I'm, I'm forgetting so many. I'm forgetting so many guys. Uh, John Knockhand, the late John Knockhand. Um, yeah, those are fun times. That brings back amazing memories. Maybe one day I'll get Coach Monty LaRiel on to talk about the time Golden Medal beat West Thibodeau. I will forever remember that post-game speech where he was just in the locker room going crazy celebrating with his team. But anyways, play-by-play, I'll get you three betting picks. The first one is I like the Phillies to cover the money line, minus 140 today against the Rangers. The Phillies are better than the Rangers. They've got the better pitcher than the Rangers with Zach Wheeler on the mound today. who's a 2.69 ERA, and I like the Phillies to take care of business. I think that they will get the win and will cover that money line spread. <sighs> Let's see what else we like here today around the world of sports. Um, oh, man, I'm tempted to take Miami, but that's a big number. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's do that one. I like the Cubs today. I think the Cubs are going to cover the minus 125 um, money line against the Pirates. The Cubs have Keegan Thompson throwing today. He's been their best arm throughout the course of the season. A young guy, 6-2, 3.27 ERA. The Pirates are throwing Jared Eikhoff, who hadn't thrown at all this year. Both teams are about equally inept. <laughs> so when you got two teams that are equally inept, you go with the team that has the best pitcher. And I think today the Cubs have the best pitcher and they're going to be able to make it happen because of that. Let's see what else we got here today. Let's see. Boston. Ooh, that's a, that's a, you know what? <laughs> you know what? You challenge me with an enticing line like that, and I'm going to bite. I'm taking Boston today. Minus 125 money line against the Tigers. Boston is much better than the Tigers are. Uh, much more talent, much more payroll, a better roster, all that. Detroit is throwing Tyreek Skubal, who is a big strikeout guy. 74 and two-thirds innings. He's got 79 strikeouts in the area, 3.13. Uh, but I don't care. <laughs> like, Boston has been throwing a slouch. If Boston would be throwing a guy with an ERA of seven, I would say, yeah, I'll take Detroit. But Boston's throwing Michael Waka, who's got an ERA of 2.28. So he's been every bit as good as Skubal this year, just kind of doing it a different way. Minus 125 is not enough. Boston should be more heavily favored than that. They've got about the equal pitcher. They're much better, and they've got the home field advantage. That's at one point. Like I thought maybe that was a trap, but no, Boston deserves better than that. I like the Red Sox to win today and carry that money line. I think that's an actually an excellent play. So thanks to everybody for listening, man. We've had a good show today. We really did. We had a good show today. The stuff with Taylor Griffin is fascinating. Uh, the stuff, you know, talking basketball, Cornell Scott's always good. Josh Schmidt's a great coach. You know, Coach McCormick does such a wonderful job. We really had a great show. We were blessed with a lot of good call-in guests today. And we want to thank all of our sponsors. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge, and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Also, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. 
And then Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And one more reminder, join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. And as always, the Sports Corner is presented by Terrebonne General, but sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Let's get out of here. It is hot as heck. I'm looking out that window to my left. It is hot as heck. Stay hydrated. If you're working outside in this heat, please stay safe. Please, please stay safe. And also, thank you so much for that work that you're doing because I know it's not easy. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. For all of my workout warriors, remember I told you all yesterday we're starting a journey together and I challenged all of our listeners, hey, man, if you guys got something that you want to do, something that you want to accomplish, start today. I got in a 30-minute run slash jog or walk slash jog yesterday at the LaRose Park. I'm going to be doing it again today. Stay busy. Stay active. We've got this. We could do this together. We'll be back tomorrow with our Thursday show. We'll be talking to some coaches and getting some things lined up. Whew, I can't wait for this Mount Rushmore stuff. That's going to be coming in the coming episodes next week. We're going to start our first one with South Lafouche. It's been play-by-play. This is Casey Justclair wrapping up. Have a wonderful, tremendous rest of the day, you all. And thanks so much for listening. It's been play-by-play on KLEB. Have a great day, everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.